Hey everyone, Aiden Osborne here, and welcome back to another episode of the Speech Path Pod. Today, we'll be diving into our second article review, the article in question being titled Dissemination Research in Communication Sciences and Disorders, a tutorial by Julie Feuerstein, Natalie Douglas, and Leslie Alswang. So, let's jump in. The field of speech pathology, like all others, struggles to bridge the evidence or research to practice gap, meaning there's a particular evidence-based practice which is not readily used in clinical care. One branch of research, D&I, or dissemination and implementation, hopes to reduce this gap. However, even when funding is provided or opportunities are created to foster dissemination and implementation, the focus tends to be on implementation instead of dissemination. The authors suggest that this may be due to a variety of factors. Dissemination may be unintentionally ignored, not fully understood, or simply left alone while researchers focus on implementation. So, the authors posited two guiding questions. One, what is the value of making dissemination a planned, data-driven, and active component of our research programs? And two, what could be learned if we applied equal rigor to dissemination as compared to other scientific endeavors? And before we go further, it's important that we define three important terms, diffusion, dissemination, and implementation. Diffusion is the spread of knowledge without consideration for how a particular audience would prefer to receive the information. The primary goal is to make knowledge broadly available to a large audience. Diffusion can be measured via journal impact factors, conference attendees, and something like podcast subscribers. This allows the research team to understand how far information is spreading, but it does not provide information on any change in the audience's awareness, understanding, or perception of the information. Generally, the goal of diffusion is to, and I quote, put it out there and let it happen. Dissemination then, compared to diffusion, focuses on an active approach for sharing information to a specific audience through tailored channels with planned strategies. Compared to passive diffusion, the goal of dissemination is to change awareness, knowledge, and or perception of the evidence being disseminated. To quote the article, dissemination is to put it out there and make it happen. Typically, these active strategies are not utilized instead focusing on more passive information sharing. For our last term, implementation, simply is looking for the best way to make sure evidence-based information makes its way into clinical practice. It does this by systematically addressing factors that might influence the uptake of proven clinical treatments and practices. It's been found that passive information sharing does not lead to behavioral change, so why then is it a struggle to actively disseminate information for implementation? There are several barriers the authors identify in this tutorial, which in some ways, disincentivize dissemination research. These include, first, funding agencies typically require a dissemination plan as part of a research proposal, but do not include this as a scorable portion, thereby making it less likely that an applicant for funding would create a detailed dissemination plan. Secondly, in the context of faculty positions and advancements towards tenure, Dissemination is not incentivized as compared to efficacy and effectiveness research in the traditional research pipeline. As a result, as dissemination and implementation research is less understood, early career professionals may not be enthusiastic about these efforts. However, there is the potential to systematically and rigorously evaluate dissemination efforts to improve the research and influence of evidence-based practices. Ultimately, the authors suggest that dissemination needs to be reframed to recognize the value it adds to the system of research. Now then, you may be asking yourself, what exactly is dissemination research? And to quote the article, dissemination research is the scientific study of targeted distribution of information and intervention materials to a specific public health or clinical practice audience. And this research has four main components, including the source, message, 
audience, and channel. The source can either be clinicians or researchers on either end of the clinical research pipeline. It's important to consider the source of information as this helps the consumer understand the motivations or priorities of those generating knowledge. The article describes the differences in the needs of clinicians and researchers as operating with different currencies. For instance, while researchers generate ideas based on funding, clinicians value knowledge that can be applied directly to clinical care. Regarding the message, it is the information or evidence that is meant to be shared to the end audience. For dissemination to be effective, it's important that the correct information is tailored for a given audience to maximize its impact. The audience then, to quote the article, refers to the groups or subgroups of stakeholders whom the source wishes for the message to reach and ultimately impact. It's important to remember that subgroups are heterogeneous and recognizing and adapting to this variability can improve the uptake of evidence. The channel then is simply the dissemination strategy for that particular piece of evidence. It's important to note that not all dissemination strategies will be effective, so tailoring the message based upon the audience, message, and source are all of equal significance. So, how can dissemination research impact the field of speech pathology? When we think back to the two guiding questions regarding the impact on the research process and the role of dissemination in closing the research to practice gap, we're left with two main points. Similar to all research paradigms, Dissemination research looks at a given problem and the questions that need to be answered. Using the components outlined above, research questions can be tailored at any level of this dissemination paradigm to improve the uptake of evidence-based practices. Secondly, regarding the research practice gap, high-quality dissemination-focused research ideally increases the likelihood that evidence will be integrated into regular clinical use, thereby improving the quality of care and or outcomes for the patients we serve. The authors suggest that, Researchers ought to think about dissemination early in the research process, especially when completing efficacy and effectiveness studies to ensure target audiences receive the intended message. We'll stop there for today because we've already gone over a lot of terms, but I encourage you to read this tutorial if this area of dissemination research is interesting to you. The tutorial has a lot of great case studies and really helps to make some of these uh, abstract terms a little more concrete. As always, thanks for listening and tune in next week for part two of my conversation with Dr. Cara Donahue.